0: this morning Miles, no, Mies van der Rohe, Mies van der Rohe, Mies van der Rohe, I'm not sure who this person is, God is in the details, the Swiss psychoanalyst CJ Young had inscribed in his front door, whether invoked or not, God will be present. It may be difficult for us to believe that God is closest to us when we are farthest from him. Do we think God comes to us only through virtue and goodness? Do we continue to view God as judge and stern parent? Loving ourselves and others unconditionally is impossible if we feel we have to prove and reprove our worth to our higher power. Accepting that God never leaves our side is a security blanket. If God doesn't keep score, why are we so hard on ourselves? How would we act today if we believed we were perfectly protected? What difference would our acceptance of God's ongoing presence and love make in our daily lives? Today, let me accept God's presence and unconditional love in every moment of time. When I was reading that book last week from uh, Joel Osteen, he did a really good job of describing... Some examples where now this was so last week, like my reading it, so bear with my memory and hopefully I don't screw up like quoting him. But essentially, that Jesus went around and he would identify, not identify, but the people who, um, there's like, I don't want to say a bad guy, but a guy who knew that he was coming to town, so he stayed like up in a tree. And he wasn't, um, he didn't think God would want anything to do with him. Maybe because he was a bad guy. I can't remember the word he used. Um, I think his name was like, it wasn't Lucifer. It was a name that had, oh, it had a, whatever the name was, it meant traitor, I think. Anyway, when, so, so Jesus or God goes walking through this town And, you know, it's all his followers and people that are really into him. And this guy up in the tree allegedly isn't. And Jesus walks through all the people and then says to the guy, I wish I could remember his name, but says to him, um, I want to come to your house for dinner, essentially. And um, he was trying to prove a point that even... You know, like, if you're not on your best behavior or whatever, he wants to spend time with you. He doesn't judge. And then another example that Joel used was about his children. You know, I, I think he's, hmm, I don't want to misquote him, but let's say there was some, oh, I think he used an example about his one of his kids and his, say his kid went away and dropped out of college and... Um, didn't did, now I have a couple stories running through my head alright so let's say I'm going to make something up because there's blurry stuff in my head right now but essentially if your child goes and, and does something that you don't approve of or that might not be good for them those are usually the things that upset parents right so if the child goes away and then comes back the the parents aren't going to be like well you screwed up, I'm not talking to you, they're going to be like, I love you, you're still my child. And essentially that was what Joel Osteen was, one of his messages in the book was about this concept of this reading is that God will always be there for you whether you're behaving or not. And it sounds really funny coming from someone who two years ago wouldn't say that word to now it sounds like I'm almost preaching. (laughs) I'm not trying to preach, guys. Um... I think the the deeper message in here is more about, especially if you're not a higher power person, is about digging, you know, looking inward and, and the self-acceptance, even if you can't get your head wrapped around that, you know, there's something bigger than you that accepts you just as you are. It's not... Um, it's, unfortunately, it's not what we're used to. Like we're so used to conditions around being either treated well or loved or accepted. You know, whether it's from maybe a relationship, like a like a dating or even marriage, it, you could have learned that from that or from your. You know, if you didn't have the right kind of parents or parents that didn't know any better. And, you know, it felt like you got rewarded with the A on your report card and then punished with the with the D or F or whatever. And, you know, what? as I say that, I wonder if that's where this kind of thinking comes from is because instead of us, you know, like having parents that would celebrate the D's and F's, I mean, it sounds ludicrous, but as I'm saying it, it makes sense to why we would have the mentality if we perform... Well, then we're loved and accepted and if we perform bad, we're like shunned and and hated. I mean, it's very extreme, but we're we're punished or disciplined when we don't do the way things should be as perceived by whoever that that role model parent whoever is. All right, so I'm going to touch on these points again. So whether invoked or not, God will be present. So that's saying to me that higher power will be there no matter whether you believe. So here I am, right? All these years, I have not had any faith. I would have declared myself an atheist. And I still, I don't call my higher power God. However, this last year more than ever, I am... 100% absolutely positively sure that my entire life had a had a purpose and that things happened the way they were supposed to and I sit here for whatever reason that is and I happen to believe right now that that reason is to help gamblers who want to quit gambling as well as um you know serve other people in the things that I'm doing how it all played out, how this story was written and unfolded was not for me to decide. And like I said, I still can't quite get there. Um, I, I don't think you're, uh, I don't want to say never. I don't know. We'll see if it evolves into, you know, like our church does Um, this thing where you raise your hands and you say this prayer, which is kind of like, um, he actually says in the, the language of it, something like accept God. And I haven't gotten to that point. I accept that there's something. I, I don't necessarily do it the traditional way. Um, so I'm just I'm putting that out there. I, I'm not putting that out there to offend the folks that are, are in the camp of, of God and, and maybe a little bit more organized religion. I respect that. I just haven't come to that. And that's okay too. I'm sure that... You' um you understand that as well, my perspective, so it may be difficult for us to believe that God is closest to us when we are farthest from him, and that was that was the prepoice that I ended up going to church in the first place was when when Brett said to me, I don't wanna you know I don't how did he say it?" He he felt he didn't deserve going to church. Like he felt he didn't deserve God when he was gambling, which made me so curious. But it's true. He was he was saying that you know he was looking at God like God was gonna judge him or treat him differently whether he was g- in gambling addiction or not. And that was just that was just such a profound lesson. Like that's one of the things I'm so grateful for. Is is That that conversation has been, I mean, granted that conversation, but then me taking action, you know, has been a combination for me progressing the way I have and being a little more open-minded about all of this. So do we continue to view God as a judge and stern parent? That's the question. And if you are, so if you are, if you are from the school, you know, the school of God, I don't know what to call it, but you probably already know that, right? Like, doesn't your priest or your minister or your pastor, whoever, doesn't it tell you that, like, God will love you either way? I mean, I don't know enough, but I i would think that. I mean, as an outsider, I think that. Um, loving ourselves and others unconditionally is impossible if we feel we have to prove or reprove our worth to our higher power. Now, honestly... I hadn't thought about this when I said to you just a moment ago about I believe that the universe has me like exactly where I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing that all my experiences and my journey have put me in this place I hadn't even thought of it having to be something that I have to prove my worth I just feel like it is so um my worth to the universe. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the universe has it figured out. So that thought hadn't really even crossed my mind. And it's funny because I, I watched a training yesterday. This lady, it was really, she has some pretty startling numbers. She's helped over 10,000 couples essentially not get divorced and, have you know, improve their relationships. Her, the people that she's worked with have less than a 1% divorce rate. So 99% of the time, her methods work, which is just mind-blowing. And one of the things, sugar, I totally lost my whole train of thought. I totally, oh, oh, one of the things she was teaching yesterday was about what makes everybody special is their own journey. And that was one of my big takeaways this past year but it was nice to hear her say it too she really believed in that premise too she's like that's what makes each of us so special like I don't know that I would have had the confidence and and maybe I would have but I'm going to use this as an example I don't know that maybe I would have the confidence to say I'm familiar with so many aspects of recovery or that my journey has made it where I'm in a position now to coach and to teach and to help in different ways if I hadn't gone to rehab or if I don't go to the conferences every year or if I didn't go to, you know, two meetings a week in in one context, um, you know, at the center for, you know, three years. what You know, all those things are part of my journey. The people I've been exposed to, my first round of GA those two years, having Kansas City GA versus New York or Wisconsin GA, like it's just like that's my journey and that's what makes me me and that's what makes you either attracted to me or not attracted to me, you know, like whether you're listening or not listening to the show or engaged with me is because my journey made me me and you like me the way I am. Otherwise, you have, like, lots of other options, right? We all have options in who we associate with. How would we act today if we believe that we were perfectly protected? I, I guess because I never... There's something about religion and guilt. I understand that. I've heard that. I don't feel... I wasn't, I wasn't. Here's my only association that I can think of in my head right now about this. Well, two examples. One is with the whole movement of more people coming out of the closet, you know, LGTB, um, LGTB, LGBT, all right, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, the whole movement around sexuality, right? And, What was disturbing to me was the people that were in church um, that came across as whatever it was, and they would be so judgmental on people who were gay. Like that really didn't sit well with me. And I'm like, well, doesn't God love everybody? So as an outsider, I knew that. But whatever they were practicing in their churches or with their God made it so that they had a judgmental hat on instead of unconditionally loving people, no matter what their sexual preference or sexuality, no matter what any of that was. And quite frankly, I'm pretty sure that for all these years... All the heterosexuals didn't go to church and talk about their sexuality. Like, it was nobody's business. So I don't know why it's everybody's business now. So that's one example. And the other is, Pastor Buddy had said, I loved it. He used it one example, and it sticks with me so much because it's true if if you, it seems like sometimes the loudest voices are like, don't maybe do what they practice, what they preach so he was sitting there and he used the example like okay people like let's be good people all week long not just on Sunday and not just when you're like sitting in the you know in the chair listening to me he goes because if you sit here and you listen to God's message and then you go out in the parking lot and you cut somebody off or you give them the finger or whatever um as you're trying to get out of the parking lot like that's not good christian behavior so um i think it's just about being a good person and i love those those examples are what resonate with me, like this reading is saying that you're going to be loved and accepted by your higher power, no matter what and and it ends with you know, let you accept god's presence and unconditional love at every moment of my life It's that unconditional part, guys, and honestly, I'm hoping the more that we work together, the more you understand that. Not just your relationship with God, but your spouse, your family, those people, the people who are loving you unconditionally, excuse me, are the ones who you should want to spend your time with, you know, and give your energy to. So that's what I got for today. Um, It's Happy Hump Day. It's a nice busy day today. I am. I hope you guys have a good one.